Hey there, everybody. My name is Dylan. My name is Chris. Welcome to our podcast where we are going to play a game called Dungeon World. Dungeon World is a tabletop role-playing game. Now, usually when you play a game like Dungeon World, you have one GM and then you have several players. But our little spin on it is I'm going to be the GM and Chris is going to be our only player in this game. Now, just to give everybody a little bit of a background on this, we are recording this intro after recording several episodes of the podcast. And we just wanted to give you a heads up about a couple of things. There are some minor technical issues in the first episode that we fix immediately for the second episode. Minor. Minor, minor issues. We fix them so fast. There are other little things that we do that we also fix. The first episode's a little bit giggly. The episodes after that are not so much. We reel it in. We're begging you to stay with us after episode one. I don't want to oversell this at all, <laughs> but stay with us through at least episode three. Great. Just to give us a little background, Dylan and I both do improv. Hopefully that plays well in the podcast. We have experience with role-playing games in general. Hopefully that also shines through. And we just want everybody to know we take the game seriously, but this is just fun. We really just want everyone to have a good time listening. Absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely following the rules of Dungeon World, which is a really great game. Really encourage you to go and check it out, dungeonworld.com or org. I mean, search it in Google. You'll be able to find it. Just Yahoo it and you'll be fine. Right. So here we go. We're going to pick up from where we last left off a couple weeks ago. This is the very first introduction into our game. We hope you enjoy it. Like all great stories, our story begins in the dark. And the name of this world is Iglesias. Oh my god. I feel bad? No, me, yeah. Yes, me. Alright, yeah, me. I uh I united all the animals. I could tell, I could tell. My name is Teg. I'm looking good, feeling clean. Yeah, I'm real. That Teg gets me jacked. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna be playing a ranger. His name is Alexander of Trehaguer. And he comes from a long line of rangers. I wouldn't say they're royalty, but they have like that, that level, like that status. He's not very smart, not very charming. Now, the most interesting thing about him is that when he was a child, he had a brother. And they were playing together. And this is not like too young. You know, he's like a teenager at this point, which in this world almost makes you a man. Right. Um, and they're messing around. And they go into the forest. And, just messing uh, around. Just messing around. <laughs> like, like, boys will be boys. They just mess around. And he, uh, nothing nothing weirdly sexual. Not between this little, you know. I wasn't thinking it. I was, though. I was. Yeah. I think a lot of people were. But not, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not how this <laughs> that's works. That's not what we're trying to do here. Not at all. <laughs> they were messing around. They were going through the woods, having, having fun. And there was this forbidden part of the woods that they weren't allowed to go to. Because when you become a man, you go there to find your animal companion, like your spirit animal. Who like is, all rangers do, right? Yeah, all Great. rangers have animals. Uh, and they can be any kind of animal. You know what I'm talking Like a bear to a rat to a pigeon. It's all possible. Some rangers have terrible luck, and it's like, oh, this pigeon is what mm-hmm. my companion is. Because you don't really get a pick. It finds you. Yeah, it finds you. And while he was walking through this forest, he runs into this little old house. And it's just a little cottage. It's run down. And they're told never to go in there. But he goes in. And there's this old man sitting and writing at a table. And he turns and asks them why they have disturbed him. I, I say, Alexander says, well, I'm looking for my spirit animal. It turned out that that old man was actually a wizard. And he granted me that wish. But he was an asshole of a wizard 
because it did like a, a monkey's paw, like devil's deal kind of situation where he's like, oh, you'll get your spirit animal, but it's going to be your little brother. And he turned my little brother into a wolf in that moment. My God. My little brother's name was Frankie, but it is now just Frank. After the transformation into a wolf, he looked at me and he was like, no, 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 it's done deal. No, bitch, I'm a man now. <laughs> I'm a wolf man. <laughs> he, in fact, literally left me at that moment, went and he mated with another like female wolf <laughs> in the forest. That's solidify. I looked, I was like, holy God, like this is my, this is my brother, Frankie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it's Frank, as he was fucking this wolf. <laughs> so I, my, my, I came It was back. a boy wolf. It was a boy. <laughs> I buried the lead. He made that mistake. <laughs> he just fucked the first wolf he saw. Even though he was a wolf, he couldn't, couldn't tell you Right, that. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not trained yet. That's no, point. not at all. But when we went back to the camp, like, I, I confessed to my father about this. And my father just threw into a huge rage and broke the traditions. And he threw me out of the village, threw my brother out with me, saying, well, he's your problem now. You know, I'd never want to see you two again. Kicked me to the curb. He was a terrible father. And ever since then, I've been living on my own, scavenging and training myself. So I'm like a self-taught ranger at this mm-hmm. point. And your whole family was this clan of rangers that's what you guys did right yes yeah yeah we're a clan of rangers and there were other families that were a part of it they were all very skilled and so you've been living on your own i guess what is alexander's primary goal is he just like living day-to-day survival what is he trying to do well a couple of things first and foremost like he wants to be the best ranger he can be most skilled even though he's like self-taught he like seeks out teachers frequently and obviously his brother wants to be cured you know okay so frank does not like being a wolf sometimes he likes it sometimes he doesn't <laughs> but it's really it's like the best of a shitty situation mm-hmm. it's like he could have been a pigeon and he may be yeah. a wolf at least yeah. yeah you probably bring that up a lot you're like hey you could have been worse right frank oh always frank hates it but uh, you know he understands he's like gets it but i'm helping trying to help him figure out some sort of cure even though like in the back of my head i'm like well, i don't really want a cure like it's kind of cool having my own wolf i yeah, I know I hesitate to ask this like five minutes in, but I will ask, has he had wolf sex again? Since? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I mean, That's I... That's what I thought? <laughs> I've gone to a brothel, and there was a smaller wolf brothel. Yeah. Is a wolf brothel, like, I picture it in, like, the trunk of a big tree. Oh, yeah. And it's like a little den, kind a of... A rotting tree. Yeah. A tree, they, they have a little pack inside, and there's, like, a wolf madam... And, uh, she comes down the stairs. Da-dunk, da-dunk, da-dunk. Exactly. <laughs> you, madam, you better give me a female wolf this time. I fucked like three male wolves <laughs> on my way over here. I can't, I can't, and if someone could tell me the damn difference. Other wolves know that he's... Oh, this is not a normal wolf. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. And can he speak English? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He can speak English, but specifically to me. Only? I don't know if it's like a spiritual bond or not. Other people can kind of like like Planet of the Apes. Like you know how he like struggles to say words to oh, humans. Okay, he kind of struggles to speak. He can do that, yeah, to other people. But to me, I understand it perfectly. You totally understand. Other people yeah, yeah. are like, did that wolf just talk? Exactly. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, it's just like bang. I know because I had spiritual connection. I'm not sure. Like I, that's what I think. But I'm looking for more ranger guidance to teach me these things. It's kind of untreaded territory. Understood. Understood. Great. We have met Alexander. Tree Hagarian. What is it? <laughs> Tree Hagar? Tree Hagar. It's Trey Hagar. People often mispronounce it. Trey Hagar. Trey Hagar. And like Alex is fine. 
<laughs> or just Alex. Alex. Yeah. If I like you, it's Alex. <laughs> well, Alex Trejo here, let me give you a little background of the world that we are going into. This is a medieval fantasy world. Picture Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Picture kind of a Game of Thrones-esque type of world. There are no cell phones. There are no cars. Just swords and shields and wolf brothels. This is the world that we live in now. Welcome to it. Nice. And the name of this world is Iglesias. Iglesias is an island in the uh, Hidden Sea. It is the ocean surrounding this island. But this is not a small island. This is a very big island with lots of different lands and creatures living within it. For our purposes, we're in the southern part of the island. And we are going to be starting in a city called Haven. The city of Haven is the capital city of a larger empire, which is the southern part of Iglesias is in this empire. The emperor of this land is Empress Pike. So Empress Pike is the uh, empress of the, ki- the kingdom, basically, of Haven. Like all great stories, our story begins in the dark. You slowly open your eyes. Just kind of wincing in pain. You feel bruised and bloody. You can't quite see it. You're struggling to open your eyes, but it's so bright. And at first you don't hear anything. Then all of a sudden, like that, you hear this absolute clamor. Horns, cheering, stomping. It's an absolute riot outside. As you come to a little more, your eyes slowly adjusting to the light, you can feel shackles wrapped around your wrists, Uh wrapped around your ankles. You try to pull on them and they tighten, ching, ching, as you try to adjust to them. You're rising to your feet now and you're starting to make out basically what is around you. And the first thing you see are about 11 other big men who are in a cart with you. And this cart is moving. It's going over bumps and cobblestones. You can feel it underneath you. And the cart that you're in has a cage around it. So you can see the outside world. And as your eyes adjust even more and things start to become almost 100% clear now, you can see that outside of the cart is row after row after row of people cheering and yelling and clamoring and trumpeters trumpeting and guards standing guard um, along the road, the roadway here. They're yelling, you can't even tell what they're yelling and these trumpeters are all out of tune everyone's just going nuts okay and you can see if you turn around behind you and peek around the the man who's behind you you can see there's another cart behind you uh looks like another you know similar cart as yours and then another one behind that okay and then you peek in the carts in front of you and they all look similar to yours as well and you can see that these carts are all leading into what looks like one of the biggest buildings you've ever seen in your life. Now, I ask you, Alexander, have you ever been to a city before? I've been to a few cities. N- nothing too enormous or major. Nothing like New York or anything like mm-hmm. that size. So you've never been to Haven, where you're at? No. Now, this is my fir- first time in Haven. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! Not loving it 100% yet, but it's growing on me. Get on Yelp and you'll find some good places. There is no Yelp, though, people. Oh. There's no Yelp in this world. Yeah, we fooled you. There's ye old restaurant. Is there really? Can I? (laughs) (laughs) 
great recommendations. Okay, I will look this up later. <laughs> so you've never been to a city this big before, and you can see in front of you the biggest building you've ever seen. It looks like a giant, round, big building with columns on it. And these carts seem to be leading into this giant, round, circular building. Okay? You do not see Frankie... Uh, sorry, Frank yet. He's no, a man now. He's a man. He's a man wolf. I almost called him Frankie. How much younger is he than you? Well, at the time, I was 13 and he was 11. Okay. Yeah, so, so only a couple roughly years. Roughly the same age. He's just a little younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a big deal then. But I bet you don't let him forget it. Oh, no. Never. <laughs> that little... That little... Tuckaroo. Oh, he had sex with a man wolf. Um, a male wolf, not a man wolf. A male that you wolf. know of. <laughs> he does sneak off in the middle of the night sometimes, and I do hear him complaining. <laughs> Just to himself. So you don't see him yet uh, from where you are in the cart. Do you want to do anything? How many guys are in this cart? Like I said, if you were to count them, there'd be 11. So there's a, okay. there's a dozen total in your cart, including yourself. Bigger than me? Are these guys about my same size? They're about the same size. There's one guy that's bigger than you for sure. Uh, he looks like he's like almost seven feet tall. Is he next to me? Big black guy. What? Oh, big black guy? Okay. Yeah. So is he next to me? No, he's like two guys in front of you to your right. You're on the left side of the cart. Okay. I uh, lean over to him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, where are we? Kind of looks back at you and he, he says, we are in Haven now. Haven? Like, Are we... Is this a nice city? Obviously, we're not here on you know pleasure. It's clearly business. That blow to the head was to really knocked you out, little man. Yeah, it. Yeah, I just woke up seconds ago. <laughs> You're new here, little disoriented. They are taking us to the arena, and at that moment, horns, and a big cheer runs across the crowd. Okay, I reach out my hand to him, like to go for to shake. Hey, Alex. He looks down at your hand. Looks back up at you. Everyone in the cart is kind of looking at this interaction, kind of peeking over their shoulders, because, you know, nobody's really talking to each other. This is, like, the first time anyone's really heard anyone talk. Oh, okay. And he looks around at everyone in the cart, looks down at your hand, and he grabs it as hard as he can. He says, my name is Teg. Teg? Teg. Great to meet you. You as well, Alex nod at him slowly and like look him in the eyes like all right all right <laughs> he does the same and he let, lets go and he turns back around to the front of the cart facing forward at this point now people are starting to throw things at the cart like oh. rocks and and bottles and things like that are shattering at the uh, at the cart you know at the grate around the cart um some rocks are getting through and hitting people the guy directly in front of you uh starts spitting at the crowd He's like, ah, yeah, shut up, all of you! And he starts spitting at them. So uh, your cart pulls up, um, and at this point now, you are right underneath the very front of this building, and you start to be low. Uh, your cart is driving, uh, looks like under the building, into a, like a little tunnel that's going underneath. And you guys lower in to the point now where there's the sun cuts out, and now it's just shade, and then darkness. You start, guys, start rolling under this tunnel, and the crowd noise starts to fade away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until it's nothingness, and then the last last cart comes in, and you can hear the doors. Goo, goo. There's probably about five carts in total that are in your little uh, caravan. You guys are right in the middle. There's two carts in front of you, two carts right in back. Okay. As you guys pass through this tunnel, there's torches lining along the way, soldiers 
big spears, shields are kind of lining this tunnel, looking at you all as you guys are passing under here until you come to a bigger clearing inside of these tunnels. Uh, and it looks like the, all the wagons kind of circle and come to a, a stop. So the only guards are the only people I see currently. Guards are the only people you see right now. And there looks to be, uh, once you guys get into this opening area, it looks like there's probably about 50 or 60 guards. Okay. There's a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a plan when we were coming down the road initially, but I was like, that's going to immediately get me killed. <laughs> so now I'm not going to do that. Okay, okay. So Pick the lock with your tongue. <laughs> exactly. Pick the lock with my tongue. Rock this thing over. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of that, though. Uh, I'm just going to sort of sit quietly by my tongue. I'm going to keep my, an eye, though, on Teg. Look over at him. I don't know why, but I feel, I feel good about that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. If you look around a little more, you can actually see that... Um, there are uh, there's another kind of tunnel entrance that looks like it's leading up towards the middle of the building so only two ways out of this big open room one is back through the tunnel you came and then another is up through a, a, a tunnel that leads kind of on an upward slant oh okay to, to the arena i'm sure like i said upward slant <laughs> Belly of the beast. (laughs) (laughs) So the wagons are circled. You guys are in a circular kind of formation. Mm -hmm. All the guards clear out after they hear a two claps. Okay. And all the guards kind of clear out to the outskirts. The middle of your little wagon circle is clear. And into that middle, you see a man walk in. He's got big hanging robes and kind of like a big scarf that hangs around him. White hair, big white beard really tan skin and this guy walks into the middle and he says slaves slaves all of you welcome to the arena at haven and the guards on the outside take their spears and they start banging them against the ground and a couple of the slaves who are in your cart they start whimpering (laughs) tears start rolling down the face of uh the the slave who's directly behind you like gonna pat this guy right behind me and like hey be strong get off me get off of me all right suck a dick then jesus (laughs) the man in the middle continues today we shall find out if you die or if you live the rest of your life in agony I present to you two choices today. Choice number one. Back down the tunnel in which you came, you can leave this arena as a slave and go and work the rest of your life in the mines at Ogswash. You kind of hear a collective gulp come from a lot of the slaves in your cart. Have you ever heard of the uh, mines at Ogswash? I've heard of the mines of Ogswash through the grapevine. It's never been referred to in a good way. It's, it's <laughs> if used... it was on Ye old Restaurant Review, it wouldn't get a good... No, I've in fact, I've read it on Ye old Restaurant Review a couple of times, and it's always those restaurants shut down like the next week. It's used almost like an exclamation, like you describe something horrible that right, way. Like, like grandmas when they're trying to get the grandchildren to sleep. If you don't quiet down, I'm going to send you to the mines at Ogswash. Exactly. So in my, right now, only for me, I'm just like, oh, it's a real place. Option number two. You can die today. A man with honor. So 
Do I have any takers? Does anyone wish to live the rest of their days in a mine, dying a slow but long death? Silence. Silence. The man behind you says, I'll go. And other wagons. Yeah, me, here. Yeah. Yes, me. All right, yeah, please. <laughs> who is that guy? I'm like looking around with like a smile on my face at this point. Like, who, who is that? Come on, show yourself. It's not entirely clear who said that, uh, but yeah. uh, you know he's in there. I almost might go to the mines just because of that guy. <laughs> I want to know his story. Very well. Guards, release those men now. Guard comes to the back of the wagon, opens up the door. Walks through the wagon, comes over to the man who uh, volunteered, unlatches his latch, flexes his hands a little bit. It's like feels good to get the braces off. And he looks around at all of you and he says, goodbye, goodbye, all of you fools. And he runs out of the caravan with the guard. So those kind of group of people that volunteered to go to the mines, they kind of gather in the middle of this uh, circle. Uh, and they are now sent off back towards the tunnel as they leave as a collective group. Those leave, uh, about 10 or so volunteered uh, to go to the work in the mines. Everyone else is going to take their chances in the arena. The man in the middle says, That, my friends, was the very last choice you will ever get to make in this life. Snaps his fingers this time instead of clapping. Guards walk over to each of the wagons. They say, All right! Out the lot of you! You all start to begin to file out of these wagons. You guys are moving collectively. You're all chained kind of together on one big chain. So you're, you're walking through the arena together. Now, in terms of what you're wearing right now, I can tell you, you are barefoot. The only thing you have on, and you had some like pretty sweet ranger gear before you got knocked out. Spent my guess. life collecting that stuff. Right. You yeah. had great weapons, lots and lots of nifty little supplies. Right now, all you have on is a light blue kind of tunic that goes really i mean we're talking short short i mean it's like halfway up your thigh to be generous so i'm wearing i'm i'm wearing very skimpy clothing you luckily they let you keep your undergarments okay so you've got some what i mean i'm just curious <laughs> what's a ranger's undergarments look like it's a thong it's it's more of a it's a streamlined practical undergarment people make fun of us sometimes but we're just like, what are you going to be wearing, huh? Hey. Saggy ass underwear. It breathes. It breathes. When you're in the wild and you can't take a shower for four or five months, it breathes. <laughs> don't forget that. Lesson for everybody at home. Don't you, don't you listeners forget that. It breathes. It breathes. Okay. You've got that. You've got your blue tunic and you've got one looks like they tied like a, like a rope around you as your belt. Okay. And then they tied it in a knot. Okay, so you've got this rope around you, this blue tunic, ranger thong. That's it. Okay, you got your chained right now. They start to walk the lot of you up this ramp into the um, upper section, okay? Uh, and you guys walk up this ramp, one single file, one after another. In total, there's about 40 of you slaves, okay? Your line of slaves, you know, you guys are all chained together. There's about... There's now 11 of you total, the one guy left. You guys are brought up the ramp, and you kind of in a caged room. There's basically metal 
walls on all sides, but it looks like a prison cell. Okay, right? yeah. And there's a big table kind of spurs throughout the room. There's some stools, and that's it. Your group is told to stay in this room. The guards, stay in this room. Rest of you, come out through those doors. So the rest of the slaves are let out through other doors, and you can see that other slaves, their lines are put in other, like, cell groups, okay? In this area, there just seems to be a bunch of big cells, and that's where the different slaves are being kept, okay? So you guys are kept in this one room, and then the door behind you guys is bolted and locked closed. Inside of this room with you, at least eight guards who are just kind of staying on the corners of the rooms, and then there's also guards outside of the rooms. What the are their hallways. weapons? What are the guards' weapons specifically? The guards' weapons are spears, and then they have big round shields, circular shields. No, nothing else on them. Just no, the spear, the shield. Just that the I can spear see. and the shield. Yeah. Okay. You're all chained up there for a second. Guards are in there. One guard comes by, unchains you guys from the the big chain you're all on. So your arms are free, your legs are free, and all of you guys are free. Well, I mean, but we're locked in this. You're locked in the cell. Okay. Right. But you are free from this, like, big chain. I stretch a little bit. Yeah, you stretch. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and add 100 hit points. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little things, you know? Yeah, a definitely. Little things. Definitely. So, Tag is in here with me. Tag is in here. Nine other guys. They just kind of look like average Joes. All right. Yeah. After the chains are removed from all of you guys, the guards leave your cell. So, they all exit out, and they are now on perched on kind of the outside parts of the cell. So it's just you guys now in the cell left. There's no guards in there. It's just you guys. And you can hear above you this slow roar that's kind of starting to build a little more. It's just kind of this... As you guys remain in there longer, it's getting louder and louder. Is the door bolted and locked, the one into the room? Yes, the one from where you just came, it's bolted and locked. From the other side, not from this side. Yes, exactly. Okay, look, I look over at Teg. Is there any chance we can get out of this before we go up there? Not likely. I'd rather die in the arena than down here in these pits. Brave man, Teg. You're a brave man. So I'm going to survey the room. Is there any weaknesses in the cell? Walls, anything. You could try to discern realities. You control. Let's go ahead and have our first roll. Oh, that's not a bread roll. That's a, no, it's a no, die. No. It's a roll of die. Chris, go ahead and roll 2d6 plus your wisdom. Okay, so I just rolled a 12. So I rolled a 10 plus my wisdom, which is a 2. Ooh, very nice. So you get to ask me three of the questions from the Dungeon World list. Dungeon World can be purchased at dungeonworld.com. It can also be purchased on Amazon. Sponsor us. Sponsor <laughs> us. What here is useful or valuable to me? Would you like me to answer that right now? Yeah, let's just answer them as I go. Yeah, yeah. So go for that okay, one Okay, what is useful or valuable to you? In terms of material possessions, not much. There are the, the tiny, tiny little wooden stools and this big table that's bolted to the floor. I would say in terms of what's valuable to you, the different guys around you. That's all you have in this world right now, that when you get up to the arena, those are the guys you're going to be with. And who knows if you'll be fighting with them or against them. Yeah, yeah. Well. Or what the hell you'll be doing up there. Uh, exactly. It could, be, it could be a theater. It could be a play. If it's a play, I can't wait. All right, ladies. Buckle up, because we're doing a dance number. Okay, we're going to need a costumer in here. <laughs> Tag is huge, but he's great. 
Okay, so yeah, the big broad shoulders. I love that. He commands the stage. Takes a scene stealer. He's a scene. Ste- he's been stealing this entire game so far. What here is not what it appears to be. Hmm. You know, what here is not what it appears to be. That's a tough question. Everything is pretty much cut and dry. I would say what is not what it appears to be would be the fact that he offered you a choice. This is your your path to honor and glory. Probably not the case. You're you're you you get a sense that like you can see the blood stains on the floor and stuff. You're like, okay, this is a place where people will just die. What should I be on the lookout for? Is my third question. You should be on the lookout for the leader of these uh, the guards. Probably the man in the in the robes because he's the one who seems to be in charge. He'll probably be your only hope to like some kind of solution to this problem. Okay. Okay. Can I just wait it out for the time being? Sure thing. Sort of sit down. I can tell you about some of the characters in the room around you. You've got Teg. There seems to be a uh, kind of shorter, fatter guy with a bald head. Oh, he's going to fucking die. He's just kind of in the corner, sitting on a stool, and he's staring at the wall, and he just looks really pissed off. He's just kind of like gritting his teeth. and He was the one who was spitting at the crowd and when they were throwing things at him. Okay, so it's that guy. He's in the corner. Other than that, every other guy is, you know, there's some small talk kind of going on. Teg is sitting by himself, crisscross applesauce, with his eyes closed and uh, just sitting very silently. I'm going to go over, I'm going to go over to Teg. Okay. He's just like the center of the room. He is kind of over by one of the walls. Okay. So you go over and talk to him? Yeah, I'm sitting by him. Okay. Not on the floor. I'm not like mocking him or anything. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Good call. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to bring a stool over and sort of sit next to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strike a conversation up with this guy. Do you have any family? Yes. He's still got his eyes closed. I do have family back home where I'm from. You want to see them again? Every day. Well, we're going to get you back to your family, Teg. What do you mean? The only place I will see my family is in the after death. I, I, like, turn and, like, bite my fist a little bit. Like, oh, my God, this guy. He's deep. He's deep. I don't know why I'm rooting for Teg over myself. Like, I will die for Teg. <laughs> I lost my family a long time ago when I was a child to a terrible mistake. And I've always wanted to get back to them. I completely understand your pain. You know what it is to feel loss for that. You are my friend. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm like a Teg. I'll leave you be for now, Teg. And I walk over to the front of the cell. I don't know why, but it's in my heart. I'm like, oh my God, Teg. <laughs> what have you, what, who has hurt you, Teg? After a little while, a man in robes comes walking by. He says, slaves, are you ready to face the trials of combat in the arena at Haven? Nobody says anything in your group. Everybody just stares silently at him. Ah. <sighs> The sound of silence. Music to my ears. Come with me, slaves. Your time is now. You are wanted. And he points up at the ceiling. And as he says that and points towards the ceiling, you hear this thunderous, and then this, and the dust from the ceiling starts to come down, like little pieces of the ceiling over the years it's very you know old little pieces start falling on your guys's head the noise and the intensity of the arena is that loud that this building is literally crumbling because of it 
guard comes over, opens the door, and you guys are led into another room. And this room is not surrounded by grates or anything like that. It's just one table and then another ramp leading up. And this ramp, you can see at the top of the ramp, you can actually see sunlight hitting it. The more I walk down this path, I might push myself into a corner. But all, all I know is I got tag on my side. So I'm like, I, I think I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It's clearly this dude, he could just eat anybody else around me right now. If it comes down to that. Uh, it's always an option. Now keep in mind there are probably about... 30 guards up in this second room with you guys. They're all kind of lining the room, watching you guys as you come in. Okay. Uh, you guys all line this table that's about waist high. He snaps his fingers three times, like that. Guard comes over with this kind of big sack, and he whoo, throws it out on the table, and out onto the table spills a bunch of swords and different kinds of weapons out onto this table, right? Or this long table. And he says, slaves, pick a weapon, take this weapon, and with it, win your freedom, or die trying. The theatrics of this guy? Because keep in mind, like, he must have done this for the other group. Mm-hmm. No, I, he's a seasoned fucking professional. He knows exactly, I. because even though I might go to my death, it's still in my heart of hearts, I'm like, oh my god, alright, okay. We could maybe get out of this. So, okay, I'm going to take a really quick survey of the table. Great. What kind of weapons am I looking at? You see a lot of little short swords. A mace, you know, a swinging mace with like a stick, a chain, and then a big bald mace on the end of it. You see one of those. Shorter than short swords, like little like daggers. You see throwing axes. Another thing you see is brass knuckles. You Ooh. see a couple brass knuckles, and the brass knuckles are brass knuckles, and they've also got a knife sticking out both sides. You know what I mean? So you got yeah, like yeah. the knuckles and then blades on either end so there are two of those basically it's just this mixed assortment of weapons and uh as this guy finishes saying that everybody starts pouring through the weapons and like kind of putting things through their ropes and like okay. like trying to arm themselves i'm gonna grab both the brass knuckles nice and a short sword is Teg grabbing a weapon can i see what weapon he's grabbing yeah you look over at Teg, and Teg is just staring down at the table and he's just like got his fists clenched <laughs> He doesn't reach for anything. Tag, what weapon? What weapon do you want, Tag? He looks at you, and he says, My weapon is right here, my friend. And he points at his chest, at his heart. I'm getting a little nervous. I'm like, oh, shit, he's not going to even grab a weapon. <laughs> Tag, I mean, I, you're huge and strong, but oh, now I'm a little nervous. I'm going to pocket, well, I, I can't pocket anything, I guess, right? Uh, no, you have no pockets. You do have a ranger thong. That's true. And every ranger thong... Comes equipped with comes, pockets. Comes equipped with a little with a little compartment. I can stick a couple of things <laughs> on my hip sides. Everyone knows this about rangers. This is just fact. This is ranger thongs. If you don't know what a ranger thong is, look it up. Right now, do yourself a favor. A favor. Now, I will say, Yeah. you reach for the brass knuckles, correct? Brass knuckles and a short sword. Okay. You reach for one brass knuckles. You grab it fine in your, uh, your left hand. You reach for the other brass knuckles, and your hand meets another man's hand. And it's that short, fat, bald-headed guy who was in the corner mumbling to himself. And he reaches for it. His hand touches yours. And he just looks up at you and kind of snarls like, Arr! What's your name? My name's Kix. <laughs> okay. So I look at him push the brass knuckle just push it over so that he can get full grasp of it mm -hmm. good luck asshole turns his head like did he just fucking say that to me 
And then he grabs it up and he says, I'll see you out there. The last thing you're going to see, Kicks, is my ranger thong shitting on your face. Do you say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just looks like he wants to tear your head off. Yo, good luck. Uh, one of the guards comes from behind you, takes the butt of his spear, and says, Poof! No talking! We're just talking for Kicks. You also reach for the short sword? Yeah. Great. You've got that in your right hand? So right hand, short sword, left hand, this brass knuckle, knife combo. Nice. Everybody looks like they're armed up now at this point. Guy with white beard, white hair, comes back over to you guys. He says, Now slaves, the main event. Well, I shouldn't say that. These are more the appetizers for the crowd, so to speak. We will be reenacting the battle of Falls Bridge. You will all be playing the part of the Orc Army, which as everyone knows at Falls Bridge was destroyed and slaughtered by the Emperor's mighty army. I'm a little regretting the <laughs> aggression toward Kicks. Turn to Kicks at this point. Hey, I thought I thought we were going against each other. <laughs> we were just trash talking. Boys will be boys. Guy with the white hair, white beard, gestures up towards the ramp. You hear this sounds like a great kind of opening or like some kind of, you know, door opening of some kind. He says, now, to the crowd. And he kind of disappears amongst the guards. Guards now start forming from behind you guys at the end of the table and start pushing you all towards the front of the ramp. What do you do? Move my way over to Teg at this point. Because now I'm, I'm just a little concerned that Teg won't be able to hold his own. <laughs> yeah, the guy didn't even want a weapon. I mean, he is a large man. He could kill a few people, but oof, overpowered at some point, right? Right. So I'm going to move. I'm going to make my way over to Tag. I'm not going to say anything, but I'm just going to sort of stand next to him. Do you guys want to be at the front or the back of this? You want to be the first ones out or the, the middle or the back? I'm going to say middle. Okay, the middle. Be the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, there's only 10 of you guys, basically, or 11 of you guys to be totally exact, including yourself. So there's only a couple up front, a couple up back. Right, right. Okay. The guy with the bald head goes right to the front of the line. He's like, ah, ah, ah. All right. <laughs> Kicks, Kicks is a, a, a complex man. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. I'll let him do his thing. The door stops. There's silence. You guys are kind of frozen halfway up the ramp. You look out, and you can see just blue sky coming from the doorway. Then all of a sudden you just hear this door from the back, or goof, from right where behind where you guys just came from. They closed a the door on you. All right, I'm just going to sort of grip my weapons tight. I look up at Tag, human weapon. You better be ready out there, okay? I'm a warrior. I am always ready to die. Uh, Tag gets me jacked. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to leave it right there. Make sure you tune in for episode two, where Alexander Trey Hager, Teg, kicks. They're going to try a little shot at the arena here, see if it works out well for them or not. Uh, we're going to be bringing you these episodes and following the story of Alexander Trey Hager on his quest to you know, hopefully reunite with his brother at some point. Uh, we haven't seen Frank at all. Haven't seen Frank? It makes me a little nervous. Because, <laughs> again, he's not quite on his game without me. Right. I think I'll be okay with Teg, <laughs> thanks to me. Yeah, uh, I would say stick pretty close to Teg, it sounds like. I mean, 
guy who doesn't take a weapon into an arena battle, you know. Either an idiot or the a god. Could be a complete idiot. <laughs> Either a moron or the best warrior. I have no idea. Hey, uh, leave your feedback in the comments section. I don't know when we'll be posting this. Next, uh, next time we release one of these uh, podcasts, please feel free to call in any point. We love taking callers during these. <laughs> we love. No one does it, but we uh, love yeah. taking callers. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to a Rival Podcast Club production. To find out more information or to check out our other shows, please visit rivalpodcastclub.com.